From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Marissa Martinez. I'm Sneha Day. And I'm Andrew Golden. And this is The Weekly, a podcast that breaks down our top headlines each week. For those of you who don't know, The Daily chooses a new editor-in-chief every two academic quarters. For this past spring and fall, Marissa was our editor-in-chief. But after this fall, Sneha will be the new editor-in-chief for the next two quarters. So today, we're doing something a little different. This week's episode is a live conversation between Marissa, Sneha, and I. It's over Zoom, of course, and in front of the Daily staff, who submitted questions for both Marissa and Sneha to answer. All right, so without further ado, let's get into the questions. I'm super excited to do this. So the first question, Marissa, you can answer this one. Um, How did you and Sneha first meet? I feel like we first met, obviously, through the Daily and I'm fairly certain. Oh, I remember. I remember. Okay. So we did these things called affinity dinners. So basically as like DNI chair, like I coordinated three dinners for uh, students of color, low income students and LGBTQ plus students. And then I was at the POC one and we were all like sitting in a circle. And then I think this is like the first time I officially had met Sneha. And then we were all just like chatting and like about being a POC at the daily and things like that. And I got to know her a little bit better. And then I think we started working together like more officially during DNI stuff. And so that was in the spring of my sophomore year and Sneha's freshman year. And then, yeah, that was like the beginning, I think, of our daily relationship. Okay, so Sneha, what do you remember about Marissa? Do you remember this encounter? What do you remember about Marissa from this encounter? I'm, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad you said it first because I totally like that was blacked out in my mind, but... <laughs> Um, I just remember being like very, very lost because I, I think that was the first time I'd like gotten to know the upperclassmen. But yeah, that that definitely was her first encounter. Okay, this is another one you have to go back in the memory bank a little bit. Um, <laughs> what's for both of you guys? What was your first daily article about? I do remember this one like so clearly. So this was like it was like October, the end of October, and I was a devo, and I kept trying to sign up for articles like on the Devo listserv and everybody kept taking them and I was so upset and I finally remember one time I saw Cat Kim had sent out an email saying oh we need someone to cover the other los muertos ideally someone who speaks Spanish I was like yes finally and so I like signed up immediately and Ryan and Cat were like okay you can cover it and then I remember I went I was like so nervous because I hadn't spoken Spanish in, like a minute but it was like I think the first daily article that was written with like bilingual interviews, at at least officially, that's what they told me. So that was kind of cool, you know, for the first story. My first story was about the sexual assault allegations within the archdiocese. And so I signed up for the article, like I had emailed, but I did not realize what the deadline was. And so Amelia Ling (laughs) texted me, she was like, so you know this is due tomorrow, right? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I can do this, sure. So like, that was that was my entire day, like running around campus. Like, I'm like, please, please talk to me. It was quite chaotic day for me. Okay, so some interesting beginnings. Um, Marissa, this question is for you. What are you most proud of in your time at The Daily? And what has been the most rewarding project that you've worked on during your time here? Honestly, I feel like the most obvious answer is the DNI stuff, just because I feel like that's definitely like a hallmark of my time at The Daily. And that's when like, really crucial to, I think, not only the way we do things now, but I think kind of like shaping my perspective of like what it's like to be a leader and like what it's like to, you know, make mistakes and like take risks and like step outside of my comfort zone and things like that um, on a topic that a lot of us had never like learned about formally, like, you know, in the Medill sphere and like the education sphere in high school, things like that. And so it was like a huge challenge, I think, to kind of 
figure out exactly what tone I wanted to take, like what angles I wanted to do, um, what even topics we wanted to cover. But seeing it like grow and evolve and then having amazing people like Sneha join and like other really cool people join the team. I think that's been like the best part of it in the long run, just seeing it continue to grow and expand and knowing that it's going to be there after I leave, which I honestly did not think would happen when I started it. So that's been a really cool process to watch. For sure, for sure. I know that I'm speaking for everybody at The Daily when I say that that has been so beneficial to us as a newsroom and helping guide us um, through these past four years while you've been here. Sneha, you've obviously accomplished a lot too, and obviously that's why you're going to be the next editor-in-chief. So what are some goals that you want to achieve as EIC, and what are you most excited about? Definitely. I think first just saying like going to Marissa's point, I think like the DNI part was just like so meaningful for me. And I just like I say this a lot, but it was definitely one of the reasons I stayed at the Daily and those conversations that we've had about diversity inclusion in the media industry and our own reporting. That's not something we're talking about anywhere else in Medill. And so it, it just was just really meaningful for me to like have that space right away with the Daily. One thing that's been always really important to me as an editor has been like prioritizing like mental health and wellness. I think that can be really, really hard at the daily. I think we have fast turnaround times. There's a lot to get done and we we do do a lot. But I think just maintaining like that balance, especially right now when there's so much happening in the world, I think figuring out ways to make that part of our newsroom community is something that will be really important to me. Awesome, awesome. And Sneha, another question I have for you is, you know, how will you try to create a close community on the daily, even in a what will likely be a virtual newsroom? Yeah, definitely. I think it is really, really hard. I think more Netflix parties, I think a lot of that, a lot of editing over FaceTime and Zoom. And I think just trying to get as much face-to-face interaction as possible, even though we can't exactly be in the same place. Yes, Netflix, extremely important. That's the takeaway I had from that that whole monologue right there. Another question I have for both of you guys, obviously you guys are both women of color, so how has being a woman of color shaped your experience um, at The Daily over the past four years? You talked about it a little bit, but could just go into a little bit more detail about what being a woman of color and how that's shaped your experience at The Daily? Well, obviously, I feel like it, like that's, I think, part of the reason why I wanted to start like the DNI conversations is just because I saw so many people before me get like really burnt out by The Daily and be like, I'm tired of like having the same conversations with white people and like men and like cis people like over and over again like about how hard it is to be on the daily and like what it's like to like bring yourself to work every day and like feel like you're not being respected by like other people on your staff and so I'd heard those stories and like a few of my friends like had the similar kind of narratives about it being really hard to be on the daily and so I think that's like one of the reasons I started the position but also at the end of the day I think it is still really difficult um but it's been a good learning lesson overall on honestly how the rest of the news industry is going to be because it is a predominantly white publication and like that is something I don't like take very lightly and I think I've made a lot of like amazing friends of course both friends of color and white friends as well of course but I think at the same time it's been really more challenging I think than I thought it was going to be just because there aren't a lot of like infrastructure set up to support like people of color and like the EIC position particularly, but just in general, there's not a ton of precedent for that. And so when things like protests happen or when like national, you know, like revolutions and uprisings are happening and like you still have to be a student and you still have to, you know, just when you hear everything going on in the world and you have to like deal with that, that is like really hard. And I think I learned that, especially um, at the end of May when George Floyd was killed and I kind of quickly realized like how much of a toll that took on me personally. And then 
how I still had to show up the next day for work. And I still had to show up to be editor, to be a student, to be, you know, a family member, a friend, things like that. And again, like, I'm not sure what more could have been done to like maybe support me, but there isn't precedent for that at the daily or in a lot of college newspapers. And that's something I hope that Sneha like is able to take away is that it's okay to like, you know, delegate things when it gets really personally like difficult, you know, to be a woman of color or when like the world is kind of like seeming to gaming up on you. Like there are like outlets for that, but I think that was like something that I hadn't prepared for, like that intersection of like being a woman of color and then being the editor-in-chief and like I think specifically honestly being a black woman like on campus and like in the country right now it's really difficult and so yeah it was like I think a lot to take in at once but hopefully I did a good job despite all that (laughs) I yeah Marissa I I mean you've just done so amazing and I just like I've watched you like take on so much and I I just I, I don't know I just like really look up to you I I think one thing I really struggle with is imposter syndrome and just like the idea that I have no idea, like I don't even, I've never really felt like I've truly belong anywhere that I am in and any like accomplishments that like maybe I achieve. I am constantly questioning how I got there and why I got there. And I think I've kind of always been in predominantly white spaces. That's honestly all I've ever known. And I think it's just like, I think that definitely has impacted my self-confidence and the way I like perceive myself. And I think, but at the same time, I think it's also such a big reason why inclusion is just like such an important part of everything I do. And like, also like, I think it's really helped me understand like how reporting can really harm communities and how important it is to do right by the people that we're reporting on. And I just think it just has made me be more intentional in my reporting, like from the beginning. Yeah, thank y'all for both sharing your experiences on on, on that topic and being vulnerable and and talking in the space. Another question I want to ask you guys um, is who have been your most influential daily mentors that you've had and why? I mean, I definitely like could not have done the daily without Rishka Dugyala and Troy Clausen. Those two are two of my best friends and I met them like, well, Troy I met through the daily and Rishka I met um, through Cherubs and both of them have like just been so influential in the way not only I see, you know, the newsroom itself, but also like how I see myself making change. Like both of them, like were definitely like the only editors of their race or like ethnicity at many times, like throughout like the daily before um, a lot of us got there. And I think seeing them handle all those issues, plus like a million other things of just, you know, the chaos of being managing editors and Troy EIC, things like that, like watching them handle that with such like thoughtfulness and grace has like been amazing. And of course, they're just like really fun people to be around. And they definitely taught me a lot about kind of the battles, you know, that you have to pick. Sometimes you can't be mad at everything. You can't be, you know, upset about things. But at the same time, like they are both like really celebratory of like everything we accomplished and things like that, and, like, also just obviously amazing journalists in themselves and are going to do great things and have been doing great things. But I think beyond that, just having them be, like, that emotional support and bring a lot of, like, positivity to the daily has been really great. And so definitely owe it all to them. Um, For me, I'd say, like, Sid Stone was a really big mentor for me. I think she really showed me how to, like, carve out a space for myself and, like, take care of myself while being at the daily and um, still continuing to put a lot of work in but also like take space and like take being able to like take a step back Katie Henderson also was my was city editor the quarter I was assistant city and 
anything I could do right now is like all to her in terms of like my writing and like my editing and also a huge mentor for me has been Marissa and just like watching her really make an impact on the daily I think a lot of people enter the daily space and there are things that are frustrating and there are things that like aren't right and they'll say that it's frustrating but then they'll just walk away but Marissa from the beginning just never walked away like she she said hey I'm gonna be here and then for the time I'm going to be here I'm going to make a difference and that's just like really really inspiring for me to see oh thank you <laughs> that, that was like a nice moment I want to let that sit for a second um but um <laughs> a couple a couple more questions before we wrap up here um what is your best memory in the newsroom for both of you I feel like I should be able to pick like one moment but maybe this is a cop-out but I think especially, like, thinking back on the past three, three years, like, I think the best nights in the newsroom truly were just, like, the most random ones. I just remember, like, yeah, we were looking up all those stupid daily videos from the past, just, like, laughing at how, like, ridiculous they sounded. Or, like, you know, we were looking up, like, different TV shows and, like, um, making fun of them. We'd watch, like, reality shows together, like The Bachelor, things like that. Ellen and I would watch, like, Veep sometimes. We'd have like secret meetings in the back I remember Peter and I like played like a little typing game one time we were print managing like I think truly just like the times where we had like really random conversations walks home obviously were fantastic because we were coming home at like 2 3 a.m after putting the paper together everyone was exhausted and like truly just like the best secrets would come out like the funniest jokes like the most random out-of-pocket things would just be said when we were all like delirious after midnight and so yeah I think just like I miss like that sense of community of the daily. It's just like truly, you didn't know what was going to happen when you walked in, but you always left kind of, you know, either really tired or just like, wow, like these are the people that I choose to spend six hours of my day with every single day. And like, no matter how hard it is, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like that kind of feeling is really great. I would like to say Peter also made me play that typing game and I did not do well. <laughs> but um, definitely, I think, Favorite memory was probably like the last night of pub fall quarter. It was just like we stayed up all night and it was just, <laughs> it was a good time. It was, I don't know. I think I always last, like the last night pub. It's like sad. Our tradition, the daily tradition is to like stay up all night and then we go get breakfast the next day. Obviously we can't really do that right now, but I think, I think that feeling of like, I think taking in like, wow, we've really accomplished so much this quarter and also just like spending time with people. I also... I feel like Andrea and I, freshman year, at the end of the night, we would always, like, walk back really late together, and it would be, like, 4 a.m., and it was just, like, talking about the daily and how much it meant to us, but also just, like, through the daily, like, she became one of my best friends, and it's, like, not really in the newsroom, but I think those walks back was just, like, really, really important to um, to me and like, getting, becoming, like, really close with her. Okay, th- this this is a very, very important question. I think I already know Marissa's answer to this. Um, what is the best snack from Norris? See, if the kiln was still around, that would be the best snack. Only real ones? No. I just, I can't believe they replaced it with mod. Disgusting. But I feel like if I had to pick a snack from the vending machine, it would definitely be the Hot Cheetos, even though, like, they made your stomach acid burn at, like, one in the morning. It was just always necessary. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You can I picked. I would have picked hot Cheetos too. That's what I was gonna say from that vending machine. Okay, a lot of hot Cheeto fans. Um, another question, um, also very important. What is your favorite flavor of Dum Dums? That's very important. Oh, root beer, easy. Mango, 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 
mango. I I took every single mango dum dum in that in that box. <laughs> it was all me. No, no, no. The minute I knew Stacia and me, just Stacia's the general manager. The minute I knew Stacia and me were homies was when I think I was a sophomore and I came into the newsroom and she was like asking me about the dum dums. I was like, oh, like you know, my favorite flavor is root beer. And then the next day, I go into the opinion desk. I like open the drawer, and she left this giant Ziploc bag of just root beer dum dums. And she was like, she's like, I know how much you hard, like how hard you work, and like how much you love these dum dums or whatever. So I just like you know sorted them out for you, and like got me this big bag. I was like, Stacia. So literally, uh, Queen, love her. Root beer. Root beer. Strange. You can say fruit punch or something like root beer. Anyway, anyway, fruit anyway. Punch. Um, <laughs> fruit punch is okay. my number two. Yeah, that, that's that's my number one. But anyway, uh, we all had to get into all that right now. Um, we can finish. So Marissa, um, <laughs> I'm ignore it, Marissa. I'm ignore it. Um, the, the last thing I want lemon to do. Lemon limes number two. <laughs> you said what? Lemon limes number two. <laughs> anyway, uh, Marissa, um, the last <laughs> the last question. Um, we wanted you to impart some wisdom or advice for us for the newsroom moving forward. So you kind of already did this a little bit a couple of minutes ago. Can you give us any advice uh, that you have for the newsroom moving forward in the daily? So um, during the senior speeches when I was a freshman, I remember I forgot who said it. But one piece of advice had like really stuck out to me at the time, which was anyone can do your job. And I think that was probably a direct dig at like somebody rather than like a meaningful piece of advice. But I think over the past few years, I've like really taken it to heart and kind of twisted it in my own way, which is like anyone can do your job, but you're the only one who can do it best or something like that. I feel like I said it better before. But basically what I mean by that is that everybody truly does like I bring like so many different perspectives and backgrounds, whether it's like of their friends or like their own lived experiences to the newsroom. And I think the minute we start to like truly embrace that as a staff is like really when we're at our best so when people can write really wacky articles and like they lean into that and they do that that's amazing or like when people bring like their super awesome technical skills of like editing audio and video like we're stronger and like when people have a community that they really know how to tap into and find all these sources and you know find different beats out of it like that's amazing and I think watching all these individual people like make the daily great has been the best part of my time here and seeing everybody bring all their unique assets and backgrounds and skills to the table I think truly sets us apart from any other newspaper because obviously everybody has like special people but I truly think like we are some of the most talented journalists but also like the best leaders and the best friends and the best like collaborators and brainstormers and creative people on campus and I'm not afraid to say that and so I really think if I had to give advice, it would just be find like what you're really good at. And don't be afraid to try new things either. Obviously, you know, step outside of your comfort zone, but always be confident in at least one thing that you can do and then do that every time and like be really great at that one thing or those two things and like bring your all to that because you never know who you might inspire to, you know, try something new. You never know who you might reach with that when you really dig in deep to like the things that you're passionate about. Awesome. Well, Marissa, for me and the rest of the newsroom, thank you so much for all that you've done for the newsroom and the, the wisdom and all the power that you've impacted on us. This is, just, this is just a funny anecdote. I remember the first time we walked into the daily for the daily open house. You were like, we're going to go together. The two of us walked in there. You walked to the opinion desk. I walked into the sports desk. 
looked and then walked right out and didn't come back for a whole quarter. And I, and I, and I think about I think about that a lot because of your dedication. You stuck like Sneha said earlier, like you stuck to it. You knew this what you wanted to do and you wanted to make an impact. And I think you did do that. I think everybody in this in this call who's listening right now can say the same thing. Um, and Sneha, I'm so happy for you that you get the opportunity to be the EIC. I think they're in great hands um, moving forward, and I'm so proud of you. And if there's anything we can do to help you. Um, please let us know. Um, But with that, that ends the weekly. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Andrew Golden. Thanks for listening to another episode of the weekly. The audio editor of the Daily is Alex Chun. The digital managing editors are Molly Lubers and Jacob O'Hara. The editor-in-chief is Marissa Martinez. (laughs) 